Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 248. This is Rick here with you, and I am glad that you're listening. Wherever you are, whenever you are, thank you. Now, astute listeners will notice a rather significant echo in my recording voice, and that is because I am at school. It is Thursday, and this is the podcast for Wednesday. Now, I know last week I said that I really want to try to avoid doing this, which is not recording at night and then waiting until the next day and then recording from school and and so forth. That being said, let me tell you about yesterday. So yesterday, I was pretty pooped at the end of the day. I did, throughout the day, keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to the presence of God. Yet, by the end of the day, I was pretty exhausted. It was another hot day here in Central Ohio. I shuttled my students three periods from my very hot non-air-conditioned classroom over to the library, which was air-conditioned but disruptive and having to move to the other side of the building. Then my afternoon classes, we were in the chapel, which also is air-conditioned, but again, didn't work so well for what I wanted to teach. So I got to the end, and then I had an um, after-school meeting for a club that I do. It went well, but drained me in other ways. So I got home, took a nap, which was much needed, kind of made my way through the evening, and as I got to bedtime, I just was really spent. And I was really also feeling kind of angry yesterday. You know, I don't like to make this podcast about politics, and I really am weaning myself from the podcasts and the videos and the articles and and on and on and on, which I really think I overconsumed and allowed to consume me back in the spring and into the early parts of the summer. And really since the middle of the summer, I've been trying to um, not avoid all of that, but just be very measured in my consumption of it and also not react in... um, in a way that allows the insanity that is going on at the highest levels of our government right now to take my serenity away from me on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis. But I gotta be honest, yesterday really rattled me. Reading the anonymous op-ed in the New York Times, hearing what people close to the president are doing to avoid him really doing harmful, destructive things, and that essentially there is a coup, I guess you could describe it, happening that whoever this person was that wrote doesn't want to put their name to and be public to. Um, It it just angers me and frustrates me. Meanwhile, Congress is focusing on this uh, Supreme Court nominee who will be, if he's selected, will be on the court for the rest of his life nominated by a president who is described as amoral. That was the word in the New York Times article yesterday, amoral. So I was pretty angry and frustrated. And that being said, I I just didn't feel in the space at the end of the day yesterday to record. Now, something interesting happened this morning. I'm not, I generally like to keep days separate, but I really feel like this morning was 
is a response to what I was feeling when I went to bed last night. Uh, this morning, I got up and, and each day, first thing I do is I read from a little devotional. It's called Forward Day by Day, and it has a little scripture and, um, and then a reflection. And this is the scripture I read this morning, um, Psalm 37. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret yourself over the one who prospers, the one who succeeds in evil schemes. Refrain from anger, leave rage alone. Do not fret yourself. It leads only to evil. Wow. <laughs> you know, the psalmist, um, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, as they say. And evil has been evil and deception and corruption and all of that that we are seeing in such a profound way right now in our country that it's been seen before. And faith in God allowing myself to trust that it will work out, it is being worked out, and that Dr. Martin Luther King said, the arc of justice is long, but it bent, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. So the, um, the reflector who wrote in this book, this is um, what the, um, the author of the reflection for today, he says, earlier this year I spent time at Standing Rock living together with other people as an embodied witness against the completion of the Dakota Access Pipeline. The pipeline runs through sacred tribal land and under the drinking water of millions of people. What an audacious thing to see a group of people so committed to a cause. These people moved from their homes in tents to tents and makeshift structures to be a living protest against the actions of a behemoth energy corporation. He continues, what does it mean to not fret in such circumstances? I think of David facing down Goliath. God does not promise us that righteousness will win in every instance. There is oil flowing through that pipeline right now, but perhaps the call is simply to act with stillness and faithfulness, no matter the outcome. And then it gives a moving forward, a little action item. It says, think of the things that make you fretful. Hmm, I think I just described some a moment ago. Offer all or part of that list up to God this week. So I was thinking from the moment I got out of bed about the Dakota Access Pipeline protest. And I went downstairs and each morning I unload the dishwasher and put the dishes away about 5.15, 5.20. And um, I used to, last year at that time, watch the late night uh, comedy hosts, Stephen Colbert and Trevor Noah and Seth Meyer and others, talk about, you know, politics and what's going on in the world. And I was really tempted this morning. There were some juicy, exciting looking ones that came across on YouTube. But I resisted doing that. And I'm glad I did. I'm really glad I did. Instead, I have been watching um, concerts, live concerts, of some of my favorite artists. And the one that I've been watching most recently is Nako and Medicine. Medicine for the People is the name of the band. And a live show that, that he and his band were doing. And um, it reminded me, I didn't see him play this song live, but it reminded me of a song of his that I really like and listened to on Spotify once or twice. And actually on Spotify, under Nako and Medicine for the People, it's the number two song that is streamed. It's called Love Letters to God. And um, it's a really pretty song. It's kind of a spoken rap sort of song with kind of a you know, mid-tempo groove. And um, I'm going to post the video to it on my Facebook page and also I'll tweet it. 
And um, it's really, it shows some really powerful images and video from the Standing Rock protest against these lyrics that are hopeful and defiant and just so spot on, I think, what I need to hear right now, what needs to nourish me in this hour of darkness and uncertainty at the highest levels of our country. So I'll just give you a few of the lyrics here. And again, I will encourage you to look this up, listen to it. It's called Love Letters to God. Nako says, Nako says, give, always give what you can, even if your allies draw lines in the sand and dig, always dig a little deeper. Sometimes it's hard to be my brother's keeper, love. And he goes on and uses some native um, images and, and others. And, and then the, um, the refrain is love letters to God. I wonder if she reads them or if they get lost in the stars, the stars, in the stars. So many parts to a heavy heart. If there's no beginning, then where would you start? Start, start, where would you start? And then um, I, I like the image that he uses of the, the feminine image of God. I've, I've been praying more with that lately. I think it's, it's important for me and helpful for me. And maybe I'll talk more about that on another podcast. But he... Um, he uses that in the song, and he says, uh, Grandmother's here, and she says, Persevere, take a walk in her mock, sees a trail of tears, and our fears are the same as they ever were. And he goes on to sort of connect the Native people's history um, in this country. So, you know, I take this morning and what I experienced in the reflection and the song as light and hope and a reminder that there is good, that protests and people gathering peacefully, and I underscore peacefully, can make a difference, has made a difference, and does make a difference. And if the time comes, and I've already protested, I've marched, but it's been a while since I've marched, but if and when the time comes that the moment is right to march again and resist, Maybe even in civil disobedience, I've thought about that. If the moment was right, then I'm ready and I will. And songs like this and history and leaders and people are reminders of that for me. And um, God's presence is definitely in the midst of that. So the questions today is, how do you deal with dark times, whether they are at a global level, a national level, a personal level, a local level, whatever it may be, do you deny them? Do you push them away? Do you wish them away? Or do you address them and look at them? Do you allow them to consume you? And most importantly, where do you find strength and hope to resist the darkness, to resist the despair, and to continue on in the arc of justice which Dr. King so eloquently described, and all the prophets described in the Bible, and Jesus himself lived for and died for, quite frankly. Where is God for you in the midst of that story, that journey? As always, thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.